My name is Mark Rubin, and I'm a dream weaver. I hope these widgets help you weave your dreams into reality. This is a story about tracking. Tracking animals, and the animals I was tracking was people. I learned the, the very basics of tracking at the tracker school through Tom Brown Jr. and his grandfather, Stalking Wolf, in the summers of 1984-1985. And I learned the basics of tracking at that school. It was a wilderness school based on Native American philosophies about living in harmony with nature and multi-generational planning and really, really important topics about how living things can can thrive in the habitat. As I mentioned, one of the things I learned there was, was tracking skills, basic tracking skills. Tom Brown Jr. told a story about Stalking Wolf, who had passed away a long time before. And Stalking Wolf told him this story, and Tom Brown had seen this, is that Stalking Wolf could outrun a deer. And Stalking Wolf would, would run, see some tracks on the ground, deer tracks. He knew everything you could know about the animal from the tracks, male, female, obviously type of animal, weight, any injuries, whether it was tired. He could outrun a deer. So he would see the tracks and he would start running. And he would run for days chasing animals. He would eventually catch, catch the deer, catch up to it because it would be exhausted from running. He would run all through the night. He would just run days. When he uh, caught it, he would kill it in a ceremony, take its life, say a prayer, and continue his life. And I thought that there was so many fascinating aspects of that story that still intrigue me today. And one of the things that I thought of when I heard that story was, what other animals could a human outrun? That's what I was thinking. What other animals could a human outrun? Could you outrun, you know, like given endurance, given strength, given our capacity to store food and water in our bodies and availability of food and water in a habitat? What other animals could we outrun? And I listed some that I thought. But this got me thinking about distance and time, distance and time. And already at this point in life, I was good at measuring distance and time. So I had a good sense of time and timing, how long things took, and I had a good sense of distances. I've spent a lot of time in the woods, and I'm a backpacker. I always was a backpacker since I was 12. So I know about distance and time and carrying capacity and resource availability, water, food, whatever, shelter. So I was thinking about these things before this this school, but then I was really thinking like the details of it, like, like what other animals could you outrun and stuff. It was a year later, I was at the beach three hours away. It's called Ocean City, Maryland. This was uh, 1986. And I was, I carried out a bunch of stuff to the beach and I was setting up the chairs and stuff for everybody else to get out there. And I was just looking around at the tracks in the sand. And I was looking around at the people that were around me. And I'm just trying to go backwards from, from their tracks, from the people through the tracks all the way through to where they were. I could see who was left-handed and right-handed in the track because people tend to carry things in their predominant hand and things that people bring to the beach are heavy and it's easy to see tracks in the sand. So it was like a, 
you know, it was easy to see the different depths of the footprints left and right and come up with an assessment of who was right-handed and who was left-handed. I was never very good at this. It takes a tremendous amount of practice. I had a tracking box that I made, which is like a little sandbox, but I didn't practice with it enough to be good at this. This is like a real skill, a skill of observation. I was, I was looking at these tracks in the sand, just thinking about people and, and who the people were around me, different ages, different body types, men, women, children, dogs, even different things around me. I started thinking about the map of the world, the people who lay out the maps, who are the people that design the roads, who are the people that de- design the communication infrastructure and architectures, who design the food delivery mechanism. The people that design the arch, okay, that can build over a river and be more efficient because time is honey. And if you can go on a straight line, it's better. Those people, the people that lay it out. And I was thinking, if I was one of those people and I was laying out the map of the world and I was laying out an information architecture in the world, which was a way to, to pass notes, okay, store and forward later became the internet, but basically having a note that, that, that a runner carries to a spot and then takes a rest while another runner picks it up and runs in another direction and moves that information around an empire. And I thought there would be a constraint of distance and time. The optimal, I was thinking like, what would be the optimal distance? And the first thing I think of is what is the animal that is carrying this message? And it was a human. And I, then I was thinking, well, what is the optimal human? to deploy on this task of moving messages around. And it's a 16-year-old boy, which is how old I was at the time. Because a 16-year-old boy is usually too young to fight in a war, hadn't reproduced yet in these societies, was usually fast, had a tremendous amount of endurance, and could operate on less food. And so I realized if I was laying out an architecture to move information around a planet, that the unit of work that I would use would be like a 16-year-old boy if I could do that because then I could have enough soldiers later if I needed them. And also people could be reproducing, which expands the empire. You know, so if I was like just the kind of person that was putting this together, that's how I would do it. So then I thought, well, how far can a 16-year-old boy run in one day? Because that would be the spacing there would be the maximum spacing between everything that I would ever see on the planet Earth that was designed this way. Is that if you're laying out a new empire, there's a certain capacity to do work called a unit of work, which in this case is a runner day, which is how far can one runner run for one day and how many messages can they carry? That's, the, that's, that's what you're pushing around. So I did an experiment. I ran. I got up from where I was sitting and it was like maybe nine in the morning. I ran 15 miles, which is something that's not hard to do when you're 16. <laughs> hard to do now. I just ran, you know, in one direction. So I got tired and ran the other way. And I re- and I figured if I was running for my life, that I could run 45 miles on the sand. If I was running for my life, if I had to do it, like in one full day of the summer. And I'm sure people can run more than, than that. And that's what I thought I could do. So I knew that in the architecture of the world, the distance between the shelters where these runners rested was always going to be less than 45 miles because that was the beach where it was flat. So adjusted for altitude, elevation, 
temperature, water availability, food availability. If the best case scenario was, was a flat beach with plenty of water and I could do 45 miles by provisioning with water as I went, water fountains and stuff, that that would be the maximum distance. And I've seen that all over the world, all over the world. This distance is the maximum distance between the, the shelters where these runners slept. And I came up with this idea from looking at tracks in the sand. And I guess in a practical sense, in terms of business, this is related to um, the unit of work that, that an employee can do in one day. How much, how much work can somebody do at a particular process in one day? How many phone calls can one salesperson make? How many pay-per-click ads can a marketing person verify? How many jobs can a person do physically with their bodies and still stay healthy? So this was a really good observation. 